This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. This is the live Saturday edition of the show. And uh, I must warn you, Mark, I just got back from climbing Mount Monadnock, the most climbed mountain in the world. Uh, it's the second most climbed. Mount Fuji's the oh, most climbed. Most climbed mountain in America, yeah. right? Okay. So a little, uh, little drowsy? Yeah, I'm a little out of it. Yeah. A little out of it. You're lucky you're not a little dead. <laughs> you're going out and climbing a... Uh, what do you mean, dead? What, what do I mean, about? dead? At the top of that thing, it's got to be zero degrees. No, Ice everywhere. No way. Not today. Oh, no, it was it was around freezing when we Ludicrous. went up there. And anyway, I just figured I'd give you fair warning. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. Fair Take warning. This could be airways. a crappy show. What is what is this fair warning for? I don't know. I can tell you that uh, something funny is going on with our webcam. I well, don't know I have some good news. How's that? There's some amazing news that you had just told me about before the show. Yep. Um, in Nevada, uh, Ron Paul is second place. This is uh, from um, updated 24 minutes ago. 98%, wow. 98% of the precincts reporting. Um, Romney is uh, way ahead with 52%, and he should get 18 of the delegates uh, in that state. But Paul's got 13% just by a hair beating McCain. I don't care as long as his name's on top. Huh. He's got 13%. McCain also has 13%. That shows just how close it is. Yeah. Huckabee, 8%. Thompson, 8%. Giuliani, 4%. Hunter, um, no delegates with 2%. So thirteen uh, percent, mm-hmm. with ninety-eight percent reporting. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh. So they give you a little boost, Mark. Are you feeling a little better about that's, the Ron that's Paul That's what campaign? I was hoping to see. Something that's like good. that. God bless the Nevadans. Uh, you know what? I need to find out. Uh, I don't know if we have uh, got our guest with us here uh, quite yet. I suppose I should take a look at that. Uh, do we have our guest? I have no idea. If we do, we should put him on. We got a guy who runs a cigar bar. In the Chicago, Illinois area, mm-hmm. and Illinois, as you may not be, uh, as you may or may not be aware, has just passed a smoking ban. God bless them. Right? So now, if you've got a business and you let the public into your business, you can't have smoking on premises. And apparently, it's even going to affect this man's it must, cigar shop. It must shop. not be their business. If you if if I can't allow smoking in my business, it must not be my business. It must yeah. belong to someone else. This dude is pretty ticked off, and uh, he was very passionate. I spoke with him on the phone earlier this week. Uh, we're hoping he uh, comes on board here. He is expecting our call, but we'll get to that as soon as possible. 800-259-9231. As always, lots to talk about. You can bring up whatever you want. Live Saturday edition of the show. So Ron Paul, really raking home the votes tonight or today uh, in the Nevada. You said there's a caucus there, not a not a primary? Right. Okay. In the Nevada caucus with 13% of the vote. That's pretty cool, man. And I'd love to hear uh, if anybody out there is a uh, one of the, the people that's been supporting Ron Paul, been disappointed up till now, feeling different, still been paying attention. Because a lot of people were talking about dropping out after he didn't do that well in New Hampshire and Iowa. And it's just like, look, it's two states. There's more to do, There's more to talk about. By the time it's all said and done, more people will have uh, discovered the message of freedom, and that's what's important about the Ron Paul campaign is whether or not he wins, the issue to me is introducing people to liberty. That's what's most important to me. And he's doing a good job of it. Of course, now I can, al- I can already hear the calls. Hey, why can't you guys go? To- why didn't your Free State Project guys go to Nevada? Look at that, 13%. Well... 
First of all, Nevada wasn't one of the candidate states for the Free State Project. It is, uh, one can argue, has, has, um, free in a lot, quite, a way, quite a few ways. Oh, certainly. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but one of the reasons why it was not a, uh, an option was because it doesn't have less than 1.5 million population. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the major parameters for the Free State Project. So, uh, of course, we are members of the Free State Project on this show. We have moved across the country to get active in the liberty movement uh, together with other wonderful activists here in the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, and so there were other reasons as well, other tactical reasons. But I think it's great news. I think it's fantastic that there's that much support for the ideas of freedom in Nevada. And there were people that were predicting some pretty good turnout for Ron Paul today. Let's go to the phones unscreened to the amp line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, this is Matt from Illinois. Hey, Matt, what's on your mind? I just wanted to let you guys know I was able to vote for Ron Paul today in Illinois. How's early, that? They had early voting. Ah, uh, yes. Went to the mall, took my kids to the mall, and they were set up um, with a little room with some voting booths. And uh, it was it was different. I've I've never voted like that before. Um, I went in. I had to show them my ID. Uh, I showed them my driver's license. And they they checked my address, and uh, I I think they actually checked the picture of me on the computer. Mm. I don't know where they got the picture of me on the computer. But cool, it's disturbing. Yeah. The one woman looked at the guy and looked at my license and said, "Yeah, that looks like him." Um. So. Um, I suppose they could say that um you know they they had your driver's license or your, your address or something off your driver's license, and she could say that looks like him, and it still doesn't refer to a picture. You know, like as a colloquial way of expressing it. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other options. That's a possibility. Yep. Possible. Uh, I I doubt it, but that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. You were there. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed to me that she was looking at a picture and um, was referring to the picture. So uh, when does the full vote happen in Illinois? You said this was early voting. Super Tuesday. Okay. That's what? The 5th? The 5th of February, right. And that's when all the rest of the states are doing it, right? There's, is there anybody that's after the 5th? Oh uh, yes, yeah. There's 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 a number. I don't know how many are on Super Tuesday. There's like only like uh, twelve or twenty or something like that. I gotcha. think. Well, very good. Did you want to share anything else with us tonight? Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about positive thinking. Oh, by all means. Uh, you were talking about positive thinking last night, and Ian, I'm a little surprised that you're a proponent of positive thinking because to me, positive thinking doesn't seem to be very much different than praying. Well, there is a difference, I think. Uh, when when people pray, they're extending requests to some uh, some deity. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you can pray to say, God, please help show me how to make my life better in some way. You don't have to say, uh, God, please give me a million dollars. Or Yeah, but you're still asking for something. You're, you're, you're still you're asking, asking to be granted help, something. Help to be shown, yeah. and, which is kind of what you're doing in positive thinking. Now, I'm, I, don't get me wrong. I'm, uh, I like prospects. Yeah, but you're not offering anything up to another, uh, to another entity. There, there's a completely different situation there. Thinking positively and um, doing affirmations and, and that sort of thing uh, really is all inside your head, and you're only dealing with yourself, and you're doing things that can help you improve yourself and, and make your life better. You're not requesting anything from some ethereal force. Well, I don't know about that. I, it, it seems to me to be about the, the same about the same thing. You're you're 
kind of putting your thoughts out into the universe. And a lot of people who believe in, in um, positive thinking, like this gentleman that was talking to you last night, he was saying that he thought about a car, a specific car, mm -hmm. and then went out and met people that had the specific car. And to me, that's like, are you saying that if, if you hadn't been thinking about that specific car, you wouldn't have met those same people? As long as he had done his same actions, he still would have met those people, regardless of whether he was thinking about that car or Oh, not. that's true. If he'd done those uh, same actions, you would have met those people, he just probably wouldn't have paid attention to the car. It's like when you, uh, when you see another car, when you see a, uh, see a car that you're interested in, you discover it. Uh, and it's been on the road for five or ten years or whatever. It's been on the road for a year or something. All of a sudden, you start noticing it everywhere. So it was already there before. It's just that you're paying attention to it at that point. So. And, well, the, the, the point being, I, I think that he could have been even thinking negatively and gone out as long as he went out and proceeded the same way and did the same actions, the same occurrences would have happened. It really didn't matter whether he was thinking positive or thinking negative. The only thing that the only thing that I feel is is good about positive thinking is it helps you personally approach your life in a with a better attitude. Yeah, absolutely, and that's worth a, and that's worth a lot. Attitudes where it all starts exactly. uh, when it comes to uh, having a good life. Hey, thanks for the call, Matt. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, we do have our guest. His name is Ronnie. He is the man who's in charge of cigars and stripes in the Chicago, Illinois area. He's got a bit of a conflict with the Illinois government. We'll explore it. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version as well. Both free for you at freetalklive.com. You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check us this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com, read some real testimonials, and find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com. 800-259-9231. His name is Ronnie Lotz, and he is the, uh, the owner, proprietor, at Cigars and Stripes, a, a cigar bar in Berwyn, Illinois. Just, I guess, what is it, a suburb of uh, the Chicago area? Ronnie? Yeah, yeah, we're right outside the door there. We're right next door to the, the world-famous Cicero. So if you drive down historic Route 66 um, from downtown Chicago, we're about eight minutes going west. Okay, cool, cool. Well, good to know. So uh, uh, that's western Chicago then? Well, and it's not really Chicago. I mean, uh, you have downtown Chicago, and you, uh, like I said, if you take um, Ogden Avenue, which is Route 66, uh, you cut through Cicero and then Berwyn. So you're about an eight-minute ride. So you Cubs uh, fan or a White Sox fan? Well, you know, here's how I see it. I was a, uh, my sister took me to see the Sox when I was a, I mean, the Cubs when I was a, a kid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm a Cubs fan. There you go. Yeah, if she would have took me to see the Sox, I'd, I'd probably been a Cubs fan anyway. What's the difference? <laughs> All right, now that we're done with the completely irrelevant questioning oh. from my co-host, uh, let's talk about the issue that you're here to discuss. Uh, there was a law passed beginning that uh, took effect at the beginning of this year, uh, a smoking ban for the entire state of Illinois. This is not one of those Chicago uh, nutty, crazy laws that they have going on there, but uh, this is a crazy law statewide. 
And what are the provisions there? The, what, are, what are they? They banning smoking from almost everywhere. What are the exceptions, Ronnie? Well, there are exceptions. They say that there's tobacco. Well, I don't. If you read it, you go online and, and, and actually read about it. It'll tell you that there's some hotel rooms, um, some nursing homes, and <laughs> tobacco shops. I mean, I think that's that's kind of fight. Well, I mean, listen, those people live their whole lives. What are you gonna do? Tell them you can't smoke now in the in the house they're paying the big dollars for. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. There was a situation out here in uh, the New England area. I think it was Maine where mm-hmm. the cops busted in on a group of uh, old veterans that were playing, a, what was it, cribbage? I believe, I believe so. they were playing cribbage for, like, pennies. And they <laughs> they charged these guys with crimes, uh, gambling crimes. So, no, it really wouldn't surprise me anymore, Ronnie. Yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise me. Either. You know, I want you to think about this, too. All the VFW halls, the Alks, all these rotary clubs, all these American, these these males that are they're on their last legs that have fought for this country to... I don't know, for some of the rights and the freedoms that we claim to have in this country, can't even smoke in their own clubhouses now. And they were the ones that shed blood and, and uh, hmm. went to war for this country a long time ago. So, so it, I, just, I feel that's unfair. So this law has gone into effect, and you run a cigar bar, but it's also, is it, um, what, it's something else, right? It's mixed well, I'll use. Tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's, uh, I have a, a tobacco store in the front, and I have been in business since 1998 as a licensed tobacco retailer. So you've been paying the bribe to the government every single year in order to operate the business. Well, I mean, you want to call it a bribe. I mean, I, I feel we have to pay taxes on that kind of uh, income, I believe. That's fair. I mean, you, you know, listen, you got to pay your sales tax. you got to pay them. I'm already paying, and listen to this, if I spend a dollar, 18% on the wholesale cost of a cigar goes as a separate check cut to... Uh, you know, you know, for my taxes, not counting my eight point seven, uh, eight point seven five over the register. Is that eighteen percent to the state? Eighteen percent to yeah, the state well, of Illinois? Yeah, yeah, that's wow. that's how that goes. And here, here's my here's uh here's how I see it. I have been a licensed tobacconist since nineteen ninety eight. I had a small cigar store. Um, I, I used to be involved with the professional wrestling business, so I would hmm. run around and, and tour around, and then I would have this little cigar store. And then I don't know what happened. I, it was a lounge down the block. The opportunity came. I said, I'm going to expand and diversify my product range here in America, and I'm going to add alcohol into this equation. I built and bought that property at 6715 West Ogden with the intent to expand the tobacco store. So not and only I, the proprietor of your uh, your business, you're also the owner of the building as well. You're not renting from anyone. Oh, no, right. Yeah, and that's, and that's the other thing. You know, I, w- I want to point out, I'd like to say this, too, in, in the beginning of this. You're talking to a guy who hasn't done his homework and isn't that educated on our amendments and the Bill of Rights and, and, and everything. And I feel like now I'm starting to actually start to look at some of, uh, at some of these things. I want you to picture this. If, if the state of Illinois, suppose you lived in Illinois, and they said, listen, you're 35 years old. If you are 35 years old, you cannot drive your car from 11 o'clock at night till 10 in the morning. What? Hold on, wait. Saying, wait a minute, I missed something. No, I'm a little no, woozy because I climbed on, a mountain today. On. Are you saying that has happened, or are you painting no, a picture? No, no, this is an example okay, of, okay. of, of, of how, how <laughs> other normal people can relate to this. And what happens is, is you see it on the news, you're in disbelief. What do you mean? I'm over 35, I can't drive my car. This can't be possible. You see it on the news, you get pulled over. But then you, you tell the policeman, you say, listen to me, the state of Illinois never sent me a piece of paper. They never said that. I, well, it's on the TV. You understand yeah. where I'm coming from? I feel that the state of Illinois is obligated to send a letter 
Well, I mean, mean? like you said, you've been paying them. I mean, you've paid them. You, they have your address. They know who you are. I mean, that's is it too much to ask for that common courtesy? Well, it's not even common courtesy. It's it's decent business. Listen, you've been paying us. You're licensed. Okay, we're your licensed provider. There's a change. In, in a stipulation on your license, and this is the ruling and how it pertains to you. Mm-hmm. They've never did that. So, you know, if a policeman is to walk in and say, we're going to give you a ticket for smoking in here, I'm just going to tell them, listen, I've never been legally notified by the state of Illinois. It's, it's not only that. Here's, here's my complaint, is I'm up for an exemption in this particular ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what's odd. state of Illinois says, well, you have to have 80% of your tobacco, of, of all your gross revenue, must be derived from tobacco products. And tobacco. Well, if you sell there's, alcohol, that's no, there's no way you're going to be under that provision just because people drink three drinks and b- smoke one cigar. Yeah, well, I guess they designed that so every uh, bar owner in the city of Chicago didn't go out and get a tobacconist license and say, well, we're a smoke shop, now we can smoke anywhere in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 know, um, I know why that is, but I think that as far as I'm concerned, at their bar, they should be able to smoke in there. Yeah, well, that, that, that's the obvious. But here's what, here's what frightens me even more, um, is, is how does government dictate... What percentage of, of a legal product I can sell in order to sell something else? Huh. I feel that Americans are losing their rights across the board. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, we haven't defended them, Ronnie. Um, unfortunately, we gave the government the right to say, um, to, to, or gave them the ability to, to say, well, here's a license to sell alcohol. A person, as far as I'm concerned, a person doesn't need a license to sell alcohol or tobacco or anything. Right. A license is just an excuse for the government to cash in on uh, your business on, and increase your overhead. You have to pass you those know, costs on to the customers. I, you know, and I don't even mind that so much that everyone's got to get their cut. I mean, we have to run this, uh, you know, the state of Illinois somehow, and I understand they need to drive revenue from that. But you know, let's let's do it in reasonable places. I'll tell you this: I just spent a month in Mexico, and and this this even goes further. I believe that in this country, we need people to tell us what to do. But it has to be within reason. I, so well, I, I can't agree with that part. No, I know there are okay. some people that feel that way, and that's fine. I think they should be able to have someone tell them what to do. Mm. I'm personally not interested in that. But, Ronnie, <laughs> I want to bring you back, talk more about what's going on with your bar, what you're planning on doing. I know you planned. You had brought a couple lawyers in, and they bailed out. I want to hear about that and uh, more. If you've got a question, his name is uh, Ronnie Lotz, and he is the proprietor of Cigars and Stripes, a uh, man who's decided at this point that the government... Might have gone a step too far. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features are for free, and they include the archives. If you missed a moment of the show, just go and get them for free right there on the front page of the website, freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Learn more at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot 
com as we go back to our guest Ronnie Lotz. He's the proprietor and owner of uh, Cigars and Stripes. It is a cigar bar smoke not no, smoke shop's not the right word. I don't I'm not using the correct terminology. What is the correct terminology for uh, for what your business is? Well, that's that's up to uh I don't know. I I call it a lounge. You okay. know, I have a uh, we have live comedy on uh, Wednesday and Saturday. We have some of the best uh, stand-up comics in the city of Chicago. Our live shows are open mic on Wednesday and Saturday nights. Listen, if you guys are interested, you can go to cigarsandstripes.com. You can actually see the layout of, uh, you know, there's a smoke shop and there's an entertainment area. We're going to be putting a kitchen in. Uh, That's cigars, C-I-G-A-R-S, A-N-D. S-T-R-I-P-E-S dot right. com and, and check it out. The, uh, the the Illinois government is preparing to rain on your parade with their awful new anti-smoking law, which uh, you at one time were just a, a, essentially a, a smoking cigar shop. Now you've right. added in uh, liquor sales or alcohol sales, and the government's coming in saying, well, sorry, you can't get an exemption because you're selling something besides tobacco-related products, and so you're screwed. You're going to have to stop your customers from smoking. You, as the business owner, have now all of a sudden become the nanny for all of your customers. Isn't that right? Well, you know what? It, that's popular belief at this point. Uh, here's the situation. In order to start, I mean, what do you do? Do you, do you subpoena the, the state of Illinois and say, I mean, how do you start it? So my initial... Uh, move will have to be eventually to get ticketed for smoking on the premise. Um, it's to my understanding, I don't even believe that local local enforcement even understands quite how to enforce it. And here's how I look at it. I was in the pro wrestling business. It doesn't matter to me, but if there's a 250-pound guy smoking in my bar, what am I going to do? I want to wrestle this guy and say, hey, look, you can't smoke in here? I mean, here's another question. Who's to enforce this law? Yeah. You understand? And, and at what point... Um, I don't know how to put this, but what about my right as an American to refuse service to anybody? You know what I mean? So they, they're going to come into the store, and I, I just hold my hand up and say, hey, wait a minute. I'm not letting you in. Nope, I don't want to serve you today. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I don't summons the police, and they're not needed there, somebody calls in. I got a crazy neighbor. I mean, when the, when the town of Berwyn, this lady went up. And she read a half hour. Oh, and the smoking. And, and, you know, it's her right to get up in that public forum uh, in the city council meeting and stand there and read for a half hour on how this was before Illinois implemented the, the ban. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, it was up to local home rule. And her whole thing was, you know, you put away those ashtrays and, you know, welcome the smiling news, non-smoking faces. And I'm just like, listen, I'm going to be stuck with this crazy woman. Me and her in there, and I'm going to lose all my customers. My point is, if this woman is to walk in, I have the do I still have that right to say, "Hey, listen, I don't want you in here." I don't know. These days, I really don't know the answer to that. You tell me. That's that's the problem. You know, I mean, someone's going to call. They got an 800 number now. You know, you just call up, or I think it's actually. I don't know if it's actually on on a normal phone, like a 366. uh, you just dial it, and then you report it. There's been over 118 cases right now in the city of Chicago. So they have a snitch line set up for this? Is that what you're saying? I, I guess so. I guess so. Oh, it's so it, disgusting that they're turning uh, people against their friends, their neighbors, their uh, the, 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 their neighbor, neighborhood businesses. It's just just absolutely awful. Mark, did you uh, have a comment there? Well, I, I just wanted to know, what if somebody does call this line, Ronnie, um, how, do, how does it go? Do, they, um, do the cops come in and then ticket you? Do they ticket the person who's smoking? What do they do? Uh, I think there's actually one one of each. And, oh, and the, oh dear. The, fines, the fines are 
they're they're a little they're a little out of place. I think the first one's a warning, second one's two hundred and fifty, then five hundred, a thousand, then twenty five hundred, I believe. Um, and here's the thing: I like to say this at this point. I've had no arguments with the state of Illinois at this point um, because it has it has it hasn't come to be yet. You know what I mean? No one has gotten the ticket. So you're you're still uh, allowing smoking in your uh, in your bar? In the smoke shop. Got okay? it. At at this point, um, now there is an area where I can divide it. You know, but my problem is is I have cigars on my register for over over seven years in the new location. I sell tobacco over the bar. You know what hmm. I mean? Yeah, sure. So. Uh, I, I just find it hard the government's going to dictate how much of what legal substance I can sell and what percentage. Well, that's I mean, just that's, it. You know, they get they get a uh, they, they get their nose under the tent, so to speak, and before you know it, the government is completely into micromanaging your business, telling you who you can sell to, when you can sell to them, what products you can sell to them, how they have to you know be dressed to buy the products. I mean, they they will go down this path uh, until you've given up and thrown in the towel and shut down your business. Uh, and here's a question for you: Have what about private clubs? What if you were to charge a membership fee? And what's nope, that? Nope. They wrote they wrote the law around it. What they have done is they've taken every state that they've passed this out. Uh, they, they passed this law, and then they 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 custom made it uh, to to make it harder to go around to move to move around. So you know even I mean? like the Lions Club, uh, the Kiwanis Club, they earlier. can't smoke either. That's what I'm saying. The VFW yeah. halls, no. Jeez. You know what I mean? I mean that's what is that's what's really you know and that's and that's there are there's a, a certain area in a, uh, around Berwyn well there's, there's a guy who runs a bar for twelve I was I was eighteen years old going in there and and this fellow you got to ring the the buzzer and he looks through the window and says okay you can come in you, you know, know what I mean. You know, Ronnie, I, I think it's interesting that you had started out your call by saying you, up until now, hadn't been someone who had really paid much attention to the Bill of Rights and those uh, those liberty concepts that, that, that got this country rolling. And uh, I'm, I'm getting the impression that now you've taken a bit more of an interest in that. Well, you know, what about our First Amendment right? Let's just talk about that. What about the, uh, uh, the right to assembly? You know what I mean? What about that? What about your right to property? I mean, the fact is, well, this okay, government is let, telling you you don't own your property. If they can tell, tell you what this. to do on it, you don't own it. This is what I'm talking about. I, I'm not a lawyer. I haven't went to college for that kind of uh, uh, to, to look into that stuff. But I'll tell you this. When I start to look into the rights of a property owner, go ahead. I dare any one of your listeners to go out there and Google property owner rights. You need a lawyer and a translator and, like, another translator to kind of put it in terms that your average – listen, I'm Mr. Blue Collar. I'm not kidding with you. Um, and it's very difficult. And I'm not, I'm not a stupid man. You know, I, I, it's very hard for me to draw the line of what my rights are as a property owner. I mean, the way it's written is, like, you need someone to decipher it, really. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like the fact that, that they're, they're not recognizing smokers as a group of people, and they have the right to gather without government interference. They do have that right, you know. Um, and I also, I want, I'd like to also point this out, too. I'm a smoker. Smoking is a horrible, miserable, nasty, filthy, terrible, unbelievably horrible, it's the stupidest thing you could do to your body, hands down. And I understand that. And I understand that if people don't want to be around the smoke, why shouldn't they? But, you know, um, we, we, I, I brought up earlier, I said, I, I believe that some of the Americans, we need to be put in the right way. We need a list of rules uh, for, for us to listen to. And, and right away, you said before the commercial, you went, oh, well, I disagree with that. Let me tell you, I, and I, I'm going to say it again, I was in Mexico for a month, and I sat in restaurants, and I'm going to tell you this, 
I'd like to know in the city of Chicago that there's a health inspector walking around there going, hey, listen to me, your chicken better be at 36 degrees when it's cool. If you better be at 168 when it's hot. This is not NSF. This has got to be stainless steel. Believe me, we need guidance and ruling, but we need it within reason. You well, know, the problem, uh, the problem, I, Ronnie, is that you, you don't get reasonable things from the government, and we've actually talked about health inspections a few times on this program, and as it turns out, normally, far more than, often than not, uh, government health inspectors are very rarely even seen inside restaurants, and when they are seen, they do a pretty shoddy job of uh, checking the place out, unless the owner's politically connected and they, uh, you know, he's, he's fallen out of favor with the political class, in which case then they'll use the health inspectors to, uh, to persecute him for political reasons. I think that, I think what you'd see is that if, uh, even if the government got out of uh, health inspecting, I think you'd see businesses uh, just on their own proving that they were clean by hiring third-party uh, organizations to come in and do those inspections. Kind of like well, Zegas. Yeah, more on the way, Ronnie. We can come back with you. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. When you put government in charge, you get arbitrariness. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. So if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in Free Talk Live getting a percentage of your purchase. You've got to do the shopping anyway. You might as well go get your stuff. Uh, might as well get it online, amazon.freetalklive.com. New, used, 41 categories of products, free to shop in, great deals, amazon.freetalklive.com. We go back to Ronnie Lotz, the proprietor of Cigars and Stripes in Berwyn, Illinois, uh, just outside of the Chicago area. He is one of the uh, the many business owners in Illinois that has had his business affected by this new smoking ban that has been put into uh, put into effect at the beginning of this year. However, Ronnie, you've decided to just say screw this. Going to keep allowing smoking in my cigar and alcohol serving establishment, and uh, you're waiting uh, for them to give you a fine. Why did you choose uh, to go that direction? Well, here, where where does one go? I mean, I'm not saying this. You, 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 I, I know you want me to come out here and you want me to say, well, I'm going to smoke in that bar and I don't care what happens. <laughs> that's, that's what you're looking for. Listen to me. I just heard a Liberty Dollar commercial on here. On here. You know what I mean? It, it, I, I really, this is hilarious because this is right up my alley, but I am so American. You know what I mean? I, 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 I like everything you guys are doing, but I, I still... Listen, I'm going to stand by it. We need rules and regulations within reason. Oh, I agree with you entirely, Ronnie. I think we do need rules and regulations within reason. You You and I might disagree what some of those are, but that's fine. Well, I mean, I mean, people need. You got to get right to the to the basics. I mean, some people all don't have minds that that work, and they say like, well. We understand. It's like, you know, like, like I was going to make a comment like about the Baptist church. It's like, you know, it is wrong for you to hit your neighbor in the head with a pipe and take his wallet. Don't do it. You'll go to hell. Yeah, well, people the rules within that. reason there are very are simple. There are certain people that need that. You know, and we talked yeah. about, the, you know, the, 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 with, with the food and all that. Hey, listen, I want to know that I'm eating safe food, but I understand where you guys are coming from. You're right on that edge of... You know, listen, we're losing our rights as Americans. It's right, well, it's like you, you said Look earlier, Ronnie. Look what happened with Norfolk. They put Ron Paul on, on, on the Norfolk dollar, yeah. and bam, FBI, they, they closed them. 
they closed everything. They took his, they, but they didn't charge him. Uh, uh, what's his name? Nuthouse. Okay. Bernard, uh, Bernard von Nuthouse. Yeah, we had him yeah. on the show actually just after that that happened. What happened? What, what happened with that? I mean, I don't mean to get off the subject, but I mean, what was that about? They didn't even charge him with anything. They, they there's a there's a lawsuit now. They took millions of his uh, millions of dollars in his inventory, and uh, they still have it. His uh, inventory. That's part of my inventory. Right, and us dollars. too. I have I, I have Liberty money. dollars as well, so they stole my money also. So, but yeah. in, well, I guess I guess they did until they figure it out. Well, but, I mean that's that's the kind of stuff. It starts with small things. As far as I'm concerned, Ronnie, they didn't charge the man with anything. So if you no, if they walk in and take the stuff and they don't charge somebody, they don't use the legal means. They've stolen it. Yeah, but what was the real motive behind that little beauty? Gold, uh, silver? Crazy? I don't know. <laughs> greedy, was it greedy government the fact people. That Ron Paul was on the coin. Could be. Um, you know, I mean, really, forget, follow it through. What that really means. Look at it for what I it see, is. I suspect they've been watching him for a while, just waiting for the right time. Right. But I, that, I, that, that probably tipped him over. I think people de- definitely need to have rules to follow. Many people do. And I think that one of the, what it should be is should be a very simple, understandable rule. Instead of, like you said, the state of Illinois didn't give you any notice of this new law. You don't know which, you know which tomes of law to go and read in order to understand all the regulations and all the laws uh, that have to do with your business. I mean, it would take you it would take you years of your life if you wanted to read all that nonsense. It should really just be simple. Do no harm. Don't hurt somebody. Don't destroy their property. Don't damage their lives, their freedom. And uh, then, you know, leave it at that. Let everything else flow couple, from that. That's easy police. to understand. I got policemen that are customers, and they came in, and they said, well, you know, we talked about it. They're cigar smokers. They don't really care. Some of them, they're from out of town. They, they come from different communities. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, well, it's on the news. Said, what do you mean, the news? It's on the news. Okay, so in other words, just believe it on the news and newspaper and on radio. Do you realize that that that, that Stacey Peterson case? They have me in, in the newspaper and in the in the on the television believing that she was, you know, dating a priest, running around with a priest. I'm not sure what we're talking about. And I'm not too familiar but, with the no, case. No, but... no, the, the guy who the, the guy who uh, the, what's his name? Drew Peterson and his wife. She disappeared. His second wife disappeared. The first wife they exhumed her body. They said that he killed her. They can't find the body. Then they start going on the news and start talking about, well, she was confiding in a priest that she was having a relationship with. They haven't found the body. They can't charge the guy. My point is, you can't believe that. You know sure. I mean? Well, not everyone it. watches the news. I mean, well, is there a requirement right. now in society for me to sit down and watch the news for 30 minutes every night? I don't have time for that crap. Bottom line, I've been paying, and I'm a licensed tobacconist since 1998. You owe me an explanation. Send it to me in writing. So okay, you're going to get the here. fine, and then what are you planning on doing, Ronnie? Well, I was at one point going to turn it over to a group of non-for-profit, uh, this non-for-profit uh, organization called American Heartland. Um, you guys are probably familiar with them. I'm sure you are. I, I am not, actually, but go ahead, sir. Um, I'll, I'll send you a book. Anyway, what, 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 they, what they have done is they hooked me up with a couple of attorneys that were going to take on this case for, you know, I don't know what their motives were, whatever. Anyways, I talked to one of the guys, the lawyers, and he said, listen, real simple, we've got a lot of paying customers. I don't think you stand a chance. And I said, listen, that's not what you were talking about the other day. Tell me what hmm. you're talking about. He says, well, between me and you, you got a good fight on your hands. It's, it's, you know, it's unconstitutional. They can go on that route. But as far as his law, law firm is concerned, they have too many paying cases. It's going to take up too much, entirely too much time. So I'm going to wait until this organization maybe points me in another direction, or I'll get a private attorney. My point is, um, if there's an exemption uh, on the book somewhere that I should be grandfathered in because I expanded and diversified my product in America, for the last seven years. Well, while, while I agree with you, Ronnie, I would hope that uh, the, the whole law could be overturned because this is a slap in the face to property rights uh, for well, everybody everywhere, and it's, it's outrageous. 
Look under property rights one day, Google it, and, and, and try to decipher it. it, it it's insane. Uh, I, I'm not, not going to wait around for the lawyers to try to figure out what my property rights are. I'm, I've got a pretty good idea. Yeah, well. Hey, Ronnie, we've got a call for you. I believe we have a call for you. Let's go to the phones, talk to Becky yeah, and right. Keen, listening on WKBK. You're on with Ronnie from Cigars and Stripes. Hi, gentlemen. Hey there. Hey. First of all, i got to preface this. I used to live in Elgin, so I know how uptight Illinois is. All right. Um, you just need to keep doing what you're doing, and when you get the fine, send it to the lawyers. They, yeah. they'll, they'll help you out. But at what at what point? Uh, how much of my hard-earned money do I really want to say? Well, oh is yeah, it worth it? I, I, I understand you know completely. But if here's if, here's the catch twenty two. You want to hear something horrifying? I sure. really enjoy not having the c- cigars and and all the cigarette smoke at the bar. I really do. Well, you can leave it in that. I can't even get my bartenders to wipe up the the, the bar, (laughs) let alone, you know what I mean? So now it's easier. I like it confined to the smoke shop. I'm actually liking the idea of it. Here's another angle. Smokers just want to be in out of the snow, uh, Ronnie. I mean, so if you can provide them with a place to smoke next door. I understand that. But then again, you know, in summer I'm going to have, I have a beautiful beer garden at Cigars and Stripes. So I I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, I just don't like the fact that how did this come to be? I mean, you know, I vote. Where did I not see this? Well, I mean, what do I have to follow to know who not to vote for? They all want this. I mean, it doesn't matter. Democrats and Republicans, they're all in favor of this nanny state legislation. I was just going to say both parties are in, are in favor of a nationwide smoking ban. Oh, it's what yeah. what we need is we need more Ron Pauls to vote for at a at a local level. I mean that would be helpful. Uh, and uh, of course we also it, it, the, what the sad part is is when these asinine laws come down, they get handed down from our masters in uh, government. Uh, they get handed down, and most business owners they jump right through the hoops because they've got their their assets on the line. They've got right. investments they, on be, the line. You know, their whole fortunes are on the line. Right. So it's exactly. it's it's the government leverages their power over the business owners, and then the business owners leverage. Uh, you know, they're the, the new rules over their customers, and it's very rare. It's very rare, and this is why we had you on the show, Ronnie. Very rare to have any business owner essentially flip the government off and continue to uh, to operate well, his business not, in the way they want to. You, you know what? You keep painting that picture. It's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm. You're just doing. waiting for. My, you're just waiting for them to say. In particular situation, I would. I want to know how it's going to pertain to 6715 West Ogden here in Berwyn, to Cigars and Stripes. I need to know what it is for me, because you have to understand something. I'm in a unique situation. Number one, I, not only, I don't rent the property. I live in it, okay? Number two, I, that, that is number one. I live in the property. I live above it, okay? So you uh, should number, be able to smoke anywhere you, on that property. Well, yeah, but they say open to general public. Now I ask you this, and pay attention to this. Open to general public. Any place open to general public, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. I'm not open to general public. There's an age restriction to walk into my property. Right, and as, as a proper uh, property owner, you should have the ability to restrict who comes in and who doesn't for whatever reason. I mean, if you don't want to let blonde-haired people in, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be forced to, uh, to let those people in. I don't want to let minors in my property. If yeah. you're not 18, you're not walking in. You don't belong around tobacco. And if you're not 21, you don't belong around alcohol. You know, Ronnie, we are short on time, but I hope that as this develops, as you uh, continue on in the direction you're going, uh, I hope you'll send me an email and keep me up to date. Uh, in I case... will do that. You know what? Also, why don't you do this? Get your listeners. Go to CigarsAndStripes.com and I'll post updates on, on, on the situation. Brilliant. 
Awesome. Ronnie, thanks for coming on the show tonight. We appreciate hearing from you and uh, the, the insight into what's going on there in Illinois. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And, Becky, thank you for the call as well. Hour number two is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and we're launching into hour number two. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, that's one 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, as we, again, kick off hour number two, want to talk to you about whatever you might want to discuss. It is up to you if you make the call. Otherwise, uh, we will bring up some interesting stories, including this one from Reuters, New York. Three uh, former Drug Enforcement, Enforcement Administration agents filed a $55 million defamation lawsuit against a movie studio. The okay. movie group that made American Gangster, which I have heard, by the way, is very good. I've not actually seen it. It's about American uh, criminals, drug dealers, and the I guess police corruption and the Denzel Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, Denzel Washington. He sure can act. Uh, the film follows the rise and fall of former Harlem heroin kingpin Frank Lucas, portrayed by Denzel. His empire undercut the price and quality of heroin sold by the mafia, and when he was caught, Lucas turned informant. Former DEA agents Louis Diaz, Gregory Kornloff, and Jack Toll said NBC Universal, the owner of Universal Studios, falsely claimed the movie was based on a true story and misre- uh, misrepresented the events surrounding Lucas and New Jersey detective Richard Roberts, depicted by Russell Crowe. The movie hurt the agents' reputations by falsely claiming in text at the end that a collaboration between Lucas and Roberts, quote, led to the convictions of three-quarters of New York City's Drug Enforcement Agency, unquote, agents between 1973 and 1985, according to the suit, which seeks class action status. The suit says, With this utterly false and defamatory statement, the defendant has ruined and impugned the reputations of these honest and courageous public servants in the eyes of millions of people. Blah, blah, blah. So this is essentially the DEA agent saying, (laughs) Oh, the Hollywood people are making us look like corrupt scumbags. My God, how how did they manage to convict three quarters of the force? Perhaps they were corrupt scumbags. Perhaps the corruption rose through the ranks, and you didn't stick around if you weren't corrupt. Because the corrupt people wouldn't let you. NBC Universal, owned by General Electric, denied the allegations, saying American Gangster does not defame these or any federal agents. The end legend specifically refers to members of New York City's Drug Enforcement Agency, not the Federal Drug Enforcement Administration where the plaintiffs formerly worked. We believe the lawsuit is entirely without merit, said NBC Universal. The lawsuit said the public believed the film's text referred to federal DEA agents, not police officers, and regardless, no New York police officers were convicted as a result of Lucas's cooperation. But so, they were uh, accused. I guess. The movie starring Oscar winners Washington and Crow grossed $127 million, so they're only asking for half. Hmm. They only want half of that uh, that gross. According to the lawsuit... You know what I'd like for my DE agents to um, protect me from corrupt cops? I'm not so worried about 
marijuana smokers. Thanks. Yeah. I'd like the DEA to just shut itself down and go the hell away. They're useless. They just ruin people's lives. People that, in many cases, haven't ever harmed another person. Anyway, the suit seeks to stop the film's distribution or change the text at the end of the film and turn over all of its profits to a fund for federal DEA agents. These people are out of control. So much for freedom of speech in America. So much for the freedom to make a movie, a fictional movie, based on a true story. When, you know, just here's a news flash for these idiots in the DEA. When you see a movie that says based on a true story, that's what it means. It's based on a true story. It doesn't mean every single event depicted in the movie is 100% true and factual. It means that in order to make this more interesting for Hollywood and our movie-going audiences today, we may have taken the liberty to embellish a few things. We may have taken the well, liberty to fill add... In, fill in gaps. Yeah. To, uh, to fill out the story, to make it more persuasive Well, it doesn't sound to, to me like, this, that, like these guys have any standing at all. They're with the uh, U.S. D, um, DEA. This is about the New York DEA. Mm-hmm. They have no standing. Shut up. <laughs> Sit down. Shut up. Thank you. The Goodbye. DEA was not immediately available for comment. Lawyer for the plaintiff said the only reason people went to see the film is because they thought it was a true story when it was really a pack of lies. Well, I think people went to see the film because they heard it was entertaining. Not because it was a true story. Yeah, I'm and sure. Until Washington, people right. are going to go see that anyway. There may be some people out there that he can went smear himself in finger paint and do an interpretive dance. <laughs> people are going to go watch it. Some some of these people may have gone to see it because it was based on a true story, but I imagine that'd be less than one percent of its viewing audience. So just to give you an example of who these people are, these money-hungry, corrupt DEA agents will do whatever they can to get their hands on cash. It doesn't matter if it's raiding medical marijuana facilities in California, stealing all their marijuana in cash, and not arresting the proprietor so he'll go and open up another store and they can raid him again and take more marijuana in cash. Or in this case, file some ludicrous lawsuit against uh, NBC for making a fictional film based on a true story. And as you said, Mark, didn't even have anything to do with the DEA. <laughs> Not the USDA. Oh, reputations. Is, is it, uh, wait a minute. Now, do you, are you telling me these DEA agents are going to get fired from the DEA as a result of the damage to their reputation? So it's not going to affect them income-wise? No, it's not going to get them fired. The DEA is not going to fire bureaucrats over what some Hollywood movie said. Their, their careers and their incomes are not in jeopardy whatsoever. If people look at them funny because they're DEA agents, that's because they're DEA agents. And most people that have sense know they're scum of the earth. 1-800-259-9231. Get a real job. Why don't you go after some real criminals that actually harm somebody like murderers or rapists? Oh, no. You have to go after the drug dealers because they're ruining America's culture. Oh, wait. The drug dealers wouldn't have any drugs to sell if Americans, run-of-the-mill Americans, weren't out there on the streets buying them. So those are people that are just filling a need in the marketplace. The marketplace is demanding drugs. These people are filling it, and the DEA guys are like vultures. They come in there, and they take, and they take, and they ruin people's lives and put them in prison. What? Your reputation? Your reputation is scum. And no Hollywood movie is going to bring it up or bring it down any significant percentage. Well, the drug dealers, um, yes, uh, they're filling a need, but, you know, they they are criminals. um, and By law, they're not criminals in in the the same way that Al Capone was a criminal. They'll shoot people. Some some of them. 
them will. will shoot people over what they do. Some will, not and all. Look, um, alcohol was illegal then. Now nobody's nobody's getting shot over the sale of alcohol, the possess, you know, the possession of alcohol. Perhaps because people drink it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that might be so. But you would have the same issues with drugs um, if they were legal, except that you know nobody smokes pot and shoots anybody. They only <laughs> drink alcohol and shoot people. Yeah. So we've got the most dangerous drug um, out there. It's legal. The rest of them, which are far less dangerous, are illegal. Riddle me that. That's a great one. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you think is it because they're addictive? Because cigarettes are addictive. Mm. Everything, everything about the drug war you compare to you can compare to either alcohol or cigarettes because right. alcohol is an extraordinarily mind altering substance and it makes people violent. Some right? Be, yeah. Some so people is, very violent. So yeah, is is the excuse that it it shifts your uh, your perspective that it alters your state because alcohol alters your state like crazy? And is it because it alters it greatly and alcohol only does a little? That's because you only have two or three drinks. Yeah. Try drinking fifth. a fifth of of Jack Daniels and see how <laughs> messed up you are. <laughs> So you're right, Mark. I mean, there's not anything anyone can say to this because the DEA's position is completely indefensible. They really are nothing more than a gang of thugs going around, pushing people around and stealing from people. And now they want to cash in from NBC Universal because they made a movie. Ludicrous. Anything that has to do with drugs, they should have their hands in it and be able to shove money in their pockets while no one's looking. Right. Apparently, if you're going to go and make a movie about drug dealers and corrupt cops, or just cops in general, I don't know if these guys were corrupt, but, you know, it's the DEA. Odds are good. Did the cops get money when they put out Serpico? I mean, come on. So, so if you're going to make a movie about corrupt cops and drug dealers, apparently, apparently now the DEA would like you to run it by them first. Maybe you, maybe from now on they'll uh, they'll have the Congress pass a law that requires all Hollywood movies in regards to drug use or dealing have to go to the DEA to get script you know, approval. I'll bet this money that's uh, for this lawsuit is coming from the police union and not out of these cops' pockets. Bet you're right about that. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Speaking of cops... Did you find that dog story, Mark? Yep. Shooting more dogs. Hey, they love to shoot your dog. If they're nearby and uh, your dog's around and the cops are feeling scared, they'll just shoot them. Guard them with your life. Sometimes even if they're not scared, they'll claim they're scared and they'll get away with it. Uh, We'll give you that story on the way and take control. uh, You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at one 800 259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki. Over 1,500 pages have been created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive there and uh, change whatever you want. Wiki. .freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. We'll give you the story about the dog-killing cops here in a few moments. But first, we got a Frank in Florida listening on WFTL. Frank, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was just uh, listening to you guys, and I just... Uh you know, when I was uh, in my 20s and early 30s, I thought for sure at this day and age, uh, this is about maybe 25, 30 years ago, that by now drugs would be legalized. And it, it seems like <laughs> they're never going to be legalized, unfortunately. And uh, I wanted to get your feelings about that, too, because do you think it's an impossibility? Do you think it's actually going to happen one day? What, what are your feelings about it? 
It's an excellent question, and I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. You would think that if people had any sense in their heads, they'd be paying attention to this issue and getting active on it, uh, but it's really happening way slower than it should. I mean, we're, we're seeing a trend in the right direction. It's just going so slow. You've got now 13 states. I believe it's 13, maybe 14, but definitely 13 states that have medical marijuana provisions uh, that have been passed by mostly uh, mostly initiative, ballot initiative, but also some legislatures uh, have passed it as well. Uh, you've, you've seen some decriminalization efforts as well. Instead of, uh, for instance, in some states and localities, instead of arresting marijuana users, they uh, they can now hand out fines. I believe that's what the case is in, in New York City, for in instance. In Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, but, you so, know, it's not just about marijuana. It's about... You know, other drugs, you know, sure that if they were controlled and legalized, then at least we would be able to control the dosage and people wouldn't be overdosing Absolutely. so much. And, 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 and the cost would, would be drop. more of an acceptable, you know, scenario like alcohol. Sure. I, just because, you see, the, the problem, I think, that when people go out and advocate legalizing of drugs, they think that we're trying to legalize, you know, drugs, everybody can be using them and people can be abusing them. And just the opposite, just because we want them legalized doesn't mean that we agree that people should take them. It's just the same way as alcohol. Alcohol sure. is legalized. Al- cigarettes right. are legalized. But it doesn't mean that we advocate that people should be driving around drunk. We and understand. It's just harm law. reduction. Yeah, we, we understand. Those of us that know a, da- a thing about this war on drugs and no drug users, we understand that regardless of its illegal or legal status, people are going to do drugs. And it doesn't help them to put them in jail cells for 5, 10, Ridiculous. 15, how, 20 how years. Much, what statistics would show how much... Of, of our jail system is occupied by drug offenders. Significant if they, if they percentages. Legalized, you would tend to think that, that the police forces could be reduced, that that jails would be, you know, half full. You've just I mean, hit, you've just hit on happen? the issue, you though. Statistics on this? They, don't, uh, they don't want the police, uh, they don't want to fire police. God knows how difficult it is to get rid of a bureaucrat once you've got them. I mean, there's unions I mean, involved. We, I, you know, I would say, fine, keep them all on anyway. I'm not even interested in whether or not they're left go or not. But let them do other things in, in life. Yeah, investigate real society. crimes like murder and rape and arson. Right. How many unsolved murders are there in your town right now while they're out most handing out speeding tickets well, I can and tell uh, you that. getting pot smokers? I can tell you most of the murders are unsolved. A vast supermajority of the murders are unsolved. Because the cops are, are out ticketing people for speeding. and. Uh, and so on. I'm sorry, go ahead, sir. No, I'm saying why, why are there so many murders? I bet many of them are from drug deals and Absolutely. from, you know, from criminals. And, you know, what about, it's unfortunate that people who get arrested, are they just the little guys, the big kingpin people, are people who, who are behind the scenes and even know who they are. It could be, you know, famous people. Yeah, they, they, they say it's uh, a lot of people allege that the CIA brings in drugs and, and all those kinds of things. I wonder where those... What about the in Afghanistan, the war you know, in Afghanistan is centered around with the Taliban drugs and the illegality? If those were all legal, the, the, the Taliban would be out of business. Yeah, they could make it here in America, be American businessmen right. uh, and women that would be profiting instead of the criminals. Drug laws think, support terrorism. You know, it's interesting when you look at this issue, you, exactly you really right. have to the ask yourself... Laws. Support terrorism. Yeah, you have to ask yourself, what's going through the head of the police? Are they really just so ignorant that they don't understand that what they're doing is counterproductive? Or is it that the police like the money they get from the war on drugs? Do they like the extra funding? Well, well, Do they I'll like the... A- I mean, I, I used to smoke you know, marijuana years ago when I was a, well, you know, in college. Mm-hmm. Today, I don't want to be around it because it's illegal. So I'm... Not that, not, not that I don't favor legalizing it, but I don't want to get caught up in that horrendous system in which, God forbid, you get caught doing some drugs or you're possessing it, 
that you're now in this system and could be in jail for 5, 10, 20 years for, for just, you know, possessing a small amount. Yeah, it's just out of control. It, so I think a lot of people aren't doing the drugs, you know, or, or, or not involved in the system because they're afraid. And I think the police officers, God bless them, many of them probably are just following the law of trying to go out and do their job, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that to me is a part of the problem that so many law enforcement officers are willing to enforce this law. Luckily, more and more of them are now coming out publicly. They're joining organizations like Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, which, by the way, for any law enforcement officers listening to the show tonight, recommend you uh, pull up this on your little in-car laptop. CC. Yeah, leap.cc, L-E-A-P, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, leap.cc. There are more and more current active duty officers and a, a whole lot of retired officers that have joined Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. They're available to speak to local groups to talk about why it makes sense to end this insanity and re-legalize right. drugs in America. And they have an anonymous uh, membership so that you know people won't necessarily... Right. How it. sad is this, yeah, Frank? I mean, it's like so many people have a vested interest in keeping the drugs illegal. Legal, they sure not do. Just to keep people, I mean, look, if we all, if most people have a heart, I, I pray, and that we see these drug addicts on the street, you know, dying and, and overdosing on bad drugs, I mean, that's not, it's still going on when they're legal. What's going to happen if they're legalized? They think it's going to get worse, but it's, it's going to be opposite. It, of course. It, it is going to be opposite. In the same way that we have drugs anymore. completely functional addicts in cigarette smokers, we have completely functional addicts in alcoholics, we'd have completely functional addicts in heroin addicts. Uh, I'm not Right, and, and, they would, and they wouldn't be afraid to go to get treatment. Yep. Just like an alcoholic, they're not afraid you know, to go out and get treatment. There, there are places around, you know? The fact is, Frank, uh, the, the people that are on our side of this issue, the people in favor of re-legalization of drugs, we are standing on principle. Our position is correct. It's the humane position. Uh, it's, exactly. the, it's the one that's right. And the fact is, these cops that support the war on drugs and the government bureaucrats and the politicians, they don't want to even debate this. They don't want to even talk about it because they know they're going to get crushed. They know they're going to See, be... I don't even know if they even have the mentality to know that legalizing the drugs doesn't mean that we want everybody to go do drugs it just means that it's a more humane way yeah. to deal with the drug issue they're listening right now do you understand <laughs> they're they're right. hearing what we say they won't call they won't defend their position because they're cowards it's indefensible it, it, they, they can't they want to keep the gravy train going as long as possible it's all about the money and graft really help society do they think do they think even they even know it they can see beyond the illegalization of drugs humans, i don't know humans right. are very self-serving and i you know I'm sorry, it's the right thing to do, yeah, and I can, a lot of um, cops would realize it if they'd soul-search. I can tell you this, Frank, and I, we're short on time here, but I can tell you that we've spoken with former police officers, including Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com. They knew, at, there was a certain point at which they knew that what they were doing was wrong, but they kept doing it anyway because they got a rush. Many of them got rushes off of busting people, kicking in doors, adrenaline arresting addicts. people. Yep, they're adrenaline addicts, and they're junkies just like anybody else. Thanks for the call tonight. You made some great points. Agree completely. 800-259-9231. Cops killing dogs. We'll come back with that in your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live Live, Saturday edition. You can take control, bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first. If you're on the updates list, you can get on it for free, of course, by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. And I can tell you, Mark, I did not want to get out of my Savvy rest tonight <laughs> before the show it's darn comfy yep yep was uh, napping after my hike up the mountain and i'm uh, surprisingly a little more lucid than i expected to be so it must have must have been a good nap and a testament to the savvy rest 800-259-9231 we continue with your phone calls cops shooting dogs still on the way but first we talk to kevin in minnesota kevin you're on free talk live with ian and mark hey guys this is your uh, native up in the northern tundra Welcome we're to the show, Kevin. What's on your mind tonight? Below. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we're not going outside too much. And it's helping me with my newest addiction, listening to you guys. I turned you guys on about five days ago, and now this is the fifth night in a row I find myself listening to you and being intrigued with your conversation. Kevin, how'd you find us? Uh, on the Internet, actually, uh, on the Internet and also through GCN. Okay, Okay. excellent. And uh, it's it's been very enjoyable. And a couple things I wanted to bring up is, I don't know if you heard about the guy in Minnesota who got tased and died. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> There's been so many people. I've got him. Exactly. Well, the, the gentleman who was in a car accident, and uh, I think there was like five cops that now on administrative leave. Hmm. And, uh, Which, the by the way, just so you know, administrative leave means they get paid to sit out and not do any work. Exactly. Sweet deal. And, Isn't it great to be a cop? Right, and, and it's kind of that whole abundance of testosterone, or uh, my question was, how could they not subdue this guy with five of them there, and they needed to tase him <clears throat> to the point of death? But, They're taser-happy. Uh, I mean, what? he was in a car accident, and they decided to tase him? What, what was the story? Well, they, they haven't came out with more of the story. The, what it was is that he was in a car accident, that somehow he was irate or upset. Uncooperative. And that. tased. And then died on the way to the hospital. Oh, wow. Yep. And this is outside of, uh, it was either in Minneapolis or in St. Paul. I can't recall exactly, but this was just uh, within the last week of occurrence. Yeah, the guy's name is Mark Butland, Buckland. He was uh, 29 years old, and he was uh, breathing but unconscious when paramedics arrived. So, right. uh, you know, he was he was fine when the cops um, showed up, but by the time the paramedics were there, he's uh, lying on the ground, unconscious. We've seen this story so many times. Many, many it's uh, the, the the fact is that tasers are not being used for what their original intent was. Their original intent was that they be used in in place of lethal force in a situation where close to lethal force was necessary uh, to subdue a uh, suspect or somebody that they're trying to arrest. And right, the fact is, nowadays, the police in many states, in many localities, are using the taser as pain compliance. If you don't do what the officer says, whether it's, you know, get your license out or answer a question or whatever it is. I mean, it just depends on how uppity the officer, uh, the officer is feeling that day. If you don't do it, there's a good chance they're going to tase you over it. And right. there's there's very little that will usually ever happen to these guys because the, the department, nine times out of ten, maybe even more than nine out of ten times, 
Times, comes back and says, well, we've reviewed the story, and it seems that our officers were operating by the book. They're completely allowed to uh, tase you if you don't do what they demand. And uh, it's just disgusting. These people, it's, it's going back to what we were talking about earlier with the cops. They get off on this stuff. I mean, believe well, I re- Believe it or not, they do. I understand there's some good cops out there that they, they're very judicious with their, with their use of force, but many of them are adrenaline junkies that really like to see people in pain. They like to see this stuff happen. They get a thrill off of pulling that trigger. We've, we've read quotes from cops on, on Internet forums just salivating over the opportunity to tase somebody. And then another thing I wanted to add when you were talking about the cannabis, well, I like to call it cannabis because I hate the uh, double story of the marijuana or hemp mm-hmm. issue. I think it's cannabis, and I, and I am such an advocate that I have my own nonprofit. It's called CannabisResolution.com, mm. What's and that? we're trying to get the reservation that I'm enrolled in, trying to grow industrial cannabis. Oh, nice. But... As you were talking earlier, there are decent cops. And back when I was smoking, some of the best smoke I ever got was from cops. <laughs> That's because they have the evidence for locker. <laughs> exactly. But this is the, the irony that I, I cannot understand is the DEA says that they cannot distinguish a, a plant grown for THC content or an industrial plant. Now, an industrial plant is grown, each plant is grown within five to eight inches of each other. A plant grown for the whole purpose of getting THC is grown between two and three feet from each other, yet they're not able to distinguish the two, yet they can distinguish they're liars. poppy seeds. They're just lying scum, that's all. <laughs> we, we know better than that. And any time that you have, uh, you know, industrial hemp versus, uh, you know, pot, you, you know, right near each other, the fact is that the, the plants are going to corrupt each other and the uh, pot plant's going to be destroyed by the industrial hemp plant anyway. You can't grow those things next to each other. There's, there's right. no confusion there. With cross-pollination. Right. And, yeah, exactly. and we talk about how we want to get rid of our, our dependence on oil. 60,000 byproducts that can be made by the cannabis plant. And this means all plastic products and all petroleum products yep. can be taken care of. We can run our cars on this stuff. The DEA would have you believe that uh, if hemp were legalized, that the hippies would be out in the fields chopping down the uh, the hemp uh, the, the, the hemp the plants, industrial pot plants, rolling them up into joints and trying to get high off of them. Which, of course, anybody that knows anything about hemp knows there's no THC in them. You might as well smoke banana peels. And then one last question: um, Did you guys hear about the gentlemen up in North Dakota that were trying to grow the industrial cannabis? Yeah, the farmers up there. And they uh, um, and the DEA they took it to a federal court or mm. a state court. And the state court threw it out and said oh. this needs to go to a federal court. So and I've sad. been trying to get our legislation up in this area to back these guys up and get it to the federal courts, but they won't allow it. They would rather be more worried about how much baseball players are juicing up with steroids mm. than, a pa- than a plant that can potentially take us out of an oil crisis. Yep, absolutely. Great points, man. Thanks right. for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate hearing from you. 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just time so to stop people, the insanity with this. Are these board. tasers? Um, just getting back to that real quick. Yeah. More than two hundred and ninety people have died since June two thousand one after Jeez. being struck by police tasers, according to human rights group Amnesty International. It was said in o- October that only twenty five of those two hundred and ninety people were armed, and none Dangerous. of them had firearms. So. Wow. I don't know what those arms were. That they had a big stick, or you yeah. know, they could have had a knife. knife or something like that. 
I don't think I have a problem with somebody who's armed holding the police off, getting tased. Yeah, yeah, I know, can armed, see that, sure. But I do have but a problem that's 10%. When, when somebody, um, you know, when somebody says, "Excuse me, officer, I don't think that uh, I have to comply with that. It seems like an unlawful order," and they zap them. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. 800-259-9231, if you're in favor of the war on drugs, in favor of this crazy amount of taser use that we have going on in society today, uh, would love to hear from you, would love to hear you defend the status quo, though it's very unlikely you're going to call in. We will take your calls. 800-259-9231, it really is time to end this madness known as the war on drugs. It's putting innocent people in prison, people that have never harmed another person in their entire lives, and we're all forced to pay for it. I mean, that's one of the one of the worst parts. Beyond stealing years and years of these people's lives away from them, we're all being coerced into paying to keep them in these prison cells. And you know I don't what? want to pay. Mike, or rather, Kevin in, in Minnesota was asking about, can we get the, can, can this be changed, or, or maybe it was Frank. Anyway, one of our callers was asking about, you know, what's it going to take to actually change this? And I think that uh, that secession, I think secession would go a long way to ending the war on drugs. I really do. And we've been uh, we've been discussing uh, secession off and on throughout uh, this week. If you'd like to comment on that, you're welcome to. 800-259-9231. Dave in Montana's got some comments on the drug situation. And still to come, the story about the police killing dogs. This is not an unusual story, believe it or not. It happens more often than you might think. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. And you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number... 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We're inviting you to help support the show if you like Free Talk Live by going out and getting some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Head over to store.freetalklive.com. And not only will you see wonderful merchandise like uh, Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and hoodies and, and a variety of, uh, of options, choices, and colors, uh, you'll also find some free marketeer merchandise, original uh, original design by the Free Talk Live uh, graphic artist Johnson, uh, who is also the store manager. Great products, and right now there's a special offer going on. I believe it is still in effect. If you purchase seventy-five dollars uh, or more. In your shopping cart, and that includes the uh, the local $10 shipping charge. So the total is uh, $75 or more. Johnson, our store manager, is going to throw in a copy of Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted DVD. So appropriate that we're talking about drugs tonight, and you can get Never Get Busted, uh, which is a wonderful movie hosted by uh, former law enforcement officer Barry Cooper. He switched sides, he's joined the good uh, the good team, and he is fighting prohibition and doing a fine job of it. We've had him on the show a number of times. You're really going to enjoy uh, this DVD, and you get it for free. It's a $20 value if you uh, place a $75 or more order. Head over to store.freetalklive.com limited time offer because we only have so many of these to give away so that's store.freetalklive.com we continue with your phone calls let's talk to dave in montana listening on kgez dave what's on your mind howdy if you ended the war on drugs you'd put half of the government employees out of business man half of the middle class would be gone and a third of the upper class would be gone from all the money that the taxes go to pay these people chasing it then there's another trillion dollars made off of it on, on the, the illegal side that feeds all covert action, government actions, the Contra-Iran affair, mm-hmm. uh, 
the invasion, fighting the Russians over there in Afghanistan. Yeah, because some of that money goes to the terror groups, allegedly, as well. We used to we used to buy big blocks of hash with smoke Russia to death on it with cross rifles from the Afghanis in '78. They they it this the the police wouldn't get their federal money. Mm-hmm. It, it, it there's so much illegal. Anybody, it's to the point now. If you're against the uh, Ill, the legalization of drugs, it shows that you're corrupt. Or you're very ignorant. Yep, you're right. I mean, there's really no in-between. And that's the truth. That's the downright truth. Because you know how many, all the private prison people that making billions off of the taxpayers' money. It's it's like a a vein that they tapped into, like like vampire bats that that get on cattle (laughs) and they just suck the blood out of the people. And, And in the name of good, any Christian person would know the the answer to this drug problem is to legalize it and give love to these people that yep. they don't have to go on it yep. and, and, and take the money and use it for good instead of feeding the evil that that this that this corruption to the to the humanity this 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 cancer to humanity. Dave, I have to say you nailed it again tonight, and thank you for the call, sir. 800-259-9231. I have to agree 100% that if you are in, in if you are not in favor of the re-legalization of all drugs, you are, as Dave said, either ignorant, and that's okay. Ignorance can be cured with a little, bit, little information. That's all that takes, so that's solvable. Or you're corrupt, and, you know, that's just it. You're in one of those two categories. Well, I, I can or you're profiting. I mean, being profiting from the uh, the war on drugs would be corrupt. I, I think, can so. see people's fear in legalizing drugs like uh, heroin and cocaine and that kind of thing because right. they're the the hard drugs, as sure. they're called. Um, I, you know, it it may take a little while and a uh, little little education to uh, to see what our point is on that. But marijuana, easy, easy to see why that should be legalized. Well, you know, the fact is, heroin and cocaine and those other drugs, they're out there right now. They're out there right now. I could probably go out tonight, if I asked around in enough places and knew enough people, I'd be able to find some of it. I know it's pretty big around here, as a matter of fact, both heroin and cocaine. Sure. So, you know, the the fact that they're out there uh, makes it dangerous for everyone. Because they're out there, somebody, uh, there, there are people in our community that are so thoroughly addicted to them that they're willing to do anything to get them. And that anything... Including steal your car stereo, break into your home, steal from your, your throat while you're sleeping. Sure. My family is a, in risk. I don't do these drugs. They don't do these drugs. They're at risk because these drugs are illegal. How many alcoholics are knocking over convenience stores uh, in, to in get search fix. of a six-pack? A six yeah, they're not. It's just not it's happening. because it's not because so expensive. It's, because it's legal, the prices have dropped, you've got regular marketplace competition going on, uh, you, the quality control, as our caller earlier, I think Frank was pointing out, quality control would increase. So instead of having the, these batches of heroin or methamphetamine mixed up in somebody's bathtub by some unscrupulous black market drug dealer, they'd be manufactured in laboratory environments under full quality control, they'd be sold under brand name labels, and if there was some sort of impurity, which there is frequently, in, in today's heroin and, and other street narcotics, that many of these impurities are what caused the overdoses. They're what caused the, the problems, the deaths by, uh, by narcotics, which, by the way, are dramatically lower than deaths by prescription medication. Just thought I'd let you know that as an aside. Uh, but, the, but the fact is that, that legalizing or re-legalizing these drugs would clean them up. 
and that would result in a safer experience for those who are who are intending to use them, who, again, will use them regardless of their legal or illegal status. Statistics have shown, the studies have been done, that about 1% of, of Americans are willing to use hard drugs today, and uh, about when, 1% would be willing to use them if they were re-legalized. So, yeah, even when they were legal previously, they, it was about 1%. Now it's difficult to know exactly what the um, you know, numbers were back then, but that's what, they, that's what they suggested. It's true. Let's continue with your phone calls. Angelo's on the line in Washington listening to KUSA. Hey, Angelo. Angelo. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, question on this, this taser deal. Sure. Um, if an officer approaches you and makes a courteous request for something, if you don't have some reason to, um, to resist or hide it, I mean, what's the, what's the big yank? Why not submit to the request? Depends on how uh, depends on how ludicrous the request is. Yeah, but and and why? And well, I guess the question is: if a police officer comes up and says, "You know, you just ran off the road. I'd like to like to look in your car," and you say, "Go to hell! You're not looking in my car." I mean, if you fell asleep at the wheel, go ahead, look in my car. Well, um, you know, common I mean, sense, I, I don't know what common sense tells you, but the Fourth Amendment tells me that I have the right to be secure again, um, in my person, my house, my papers, and my effects against unreasonable search and seizure. So if he says he wants to look through my car, I have to ask him, it, does he have probable cause? Well, if he's well, asking if, yeah, to search, but, I mean, he doesn't. If you just ran off the road, apparently he's got probable cause. I don't think he does. He has probable cause. He, he has the ability to give me a ticket for careless driving. He doesn't have any cause to to search, search my car. car. Not at all. I mean, what does? Where, where is the um the the logical uh, step between he just ran off the road and he's got um a trunk full of PCP? I don't see it. <laughs> well. But stop and think about it, you know. Um, I think that you're, t- you're coming from the point of view that these police officers are somehow morally superior to you and I. And they are no, not. No, no, they no, are no, citizens no, with no. badges. That's all. No, 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 no. They're citizens with badges. And, and I, I understand that in every sector of every society, what, whatever social group, whether it be religious, whether it be real estate agents, whether it be car salesmen, whatever... There are unscrupulous individuals. I realize that, and 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 we have, you know, we have to look out for that sort of thing. But if an individual comes up, makes a polite request, um, for their suspicions, they're out there. You're talking about about the the from from illegal drug use and and whatnot, and the and the things. Um, they're out there to protect decent citizens. They're doing a job. Um, uh, if I if might, uh, uh, Angelo, I, I think a, you're you're like you've got some rose-colored glasses on when it comes to uh, how the police behave. Have you seen any of these videos where these people are getting tased? Oh yeah, I got a neighbor that's a that's a cop, and I, you know, I wanted to see what it was like. He's got a taser. He's a county sheriff, and I said, you know, he didn't hit me with the prongs, but. He, they take off, and, and he set it against the center of my back to trip the trigger. Yeah, yeah you didn't answer my see... question, Angelo. Have you seen any of the video footage of these people being tased that we're talking about? Yes, I have. 
Okay, then then yes, you then I, I'm sure I've you've seen, seen the, many of these police officers making completely unreasonable and outrageous requests, shouting at people, yelling at the top of their lungs, being very rude, very objectionable, and many of these people just asking for clarification to make sure they understood what they heard and their taste for their efforts. I mean, these cops are the out of control. You will be tased. I'm sorry? Lay down on the ground or you will be tased. Now, that's a reasonable request, lay down on the ground? No, that's not a reasonable request. That's a, that's a felony stop there. and, and, and They do that plenty of times before they arrest people. If you want to Angelo. keep defending the cops, we'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the live Saturday edition. We're launching at hour number three. Plenty of time for your call about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. We uh, were just on... A, uh, a few moments ago with Angelo in Washington. He dropped off the line, by the way. During it was the, a long, long break. During the news break. Uh, but Angelo was taking the position that, hey, it's A-OK for the police to use these tasers on people. I mean, they're, these p- police officers, in Angelo's opinion, are just making reasonable, kind requests of a fellow citizen, and they aren't obeying, so therefore it's OK to go ahead and taser them. And I would ask, well, would it be OK to go ahead and club those people over the head? Because tasers haven't always been around. Was it all right that if you asked somebody to get his driver's license out and he took maybe a few more seconds than you were expecting to, you know, pull your club and uh, maybe maybe pepper spray him in the face. Would that be okay, too? Right. I, I, I think that uh, taber, tasers should be reserved for people who are, you know, physically resisting rather than not complying. Non-compliance means uh, to police officers, and to me, I suppose it could mean something like that, is the guy didn't follow my orders. Mm-hmm. I am his superior. He didn't follow my orders. I asked him to walk to the back of the car. He didn't uh, come as quickly as I would have liked, so I tasered him. And... 200 and something people, you know, 200 and something people have died since 2001 right. from these things. Is that okay? That's the, not okay. But I, I, but I do Mark, think that tasers obey. are okay. I think we should have tasers. I think that's a tool the police officers should have. Mark, those people deserve They're to just, die. They didn't obey. That officer gave them a command. Right. And, and, you know, Americans, I myself believe, and some Americans believe, that we're moving closer and closer to a police state. I would say we're already here. I would say so, yeah. But, um, it, you know, and, and if, you, if you don't think we're already in a police state, ask yourself, what's it going to take? What At would what, make you believe you were in a right, police state? What has to occur for this to be a police state? Does it have to be cops wearing helmets in all black garb? With face shields so you can't see their face, carrying around MP5s, kicking in people's doors? We have that. Because we've got that. Is it going to have to be roving random um, checkpoints on the street asking your photo papers? Because we've got that. We don't have the funny German accents. We don't have that. What is a police state in America going to look like? Because I believe we've got it. 
I don't believe it affects the uh, the respectables, the white Protestants sure. that uh, go to you know go to work uh, you know in the upper echelons of society. I don't believe it affects you if you're you know middle class white person. I don't I don't think no, it affects you. No, there is you, a chance your son or daughter been arrested for likely marijuana. Likely does affect your child. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We're seeing checkpoints as well. We're seeing more of them. We had someone call in uh, this week telling us they now have license checkpoints in California. We already know they have uh, citizenship checkpoints. We have DUI checkpoints. All kinds of uh, and it these seems things. like every time a cop comes uh, to your house, they shoot your dog anymore. Well, we're going to get to that story. I know you have it here in a few moments. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. While we go to your calls first, let's talk to Jeff in Las Vegas. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, sir? Um, hey guys, um, I went to um, went to my first caucus today. I'm going to be 18 in time for the election, and, uh, and they were asking uh, people to stand up to be delegates, and and I volunteered, and I guess I got myself elected. Congratulations! Wow. All right. Oh, thank you. What's that mean to be a de- my, delegate? Uh, excuse me. What's it mean to be a delegate? Can you explain it to me? <laughs> um. As far as they um, they explained it to us, uh, you just um, stand up, you say who you're supporting, and it's Ron Paul, of course, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then um, there's an election, and uh, we got to t- pick uh, ten ten delegates from our precinct to send to the uh, send to the county caucus or the county convention, and there you elect more delegates, and the delegates from there get sent to the state convention. And then from there to the national convention. Gotcha. So how about like this, it. Ron Paul? And I mean, you're there in Nevada. How is uh, yeah. how's the feeling there? Are you with the the meetup groups? Do you know what uh, what's going on over there? Um, I I don't have a vehicle, so I haven't been been able to um, to join up with those guys. But I'm, I've certainly been aware of them, and um, and just walking around or um, just um, when I do get to go out, mm-hmm. like you see the Ron Paul Revolution signs. On um, on streetlights, and so they're definitely making their presence known. Uh, there's even a Ron Paul billboard, and, and so they're definitely getting the word out there. Very yeah. cool. Ron Paul came in second in Nevada tonight, sure so um, you know it's it's great yeah. news for the campaign. Yeah, but so I'm just wondering what my uh, what my next step would be, like um, like uh, I'm trying to because I'd like to make it to the to the state convention mm-hmm. from the from the county, and um, the county one's not from a month now, but I, I'm just trying to... I, I don't know. I'm not sure how all the politics works in all the 50 states. I don't even really know how it works here in New Hampshire completely. But I do know that if you get in touch with the Ron Paul meetup group that's closest to you, I bet you'd, you'd probably find someone who's willing to give you a ride to whatever uh, delegations or conventions that you need to attend. Uh, so that's what I would okay. do. I'd go to ronpaul2008.com, click through to the meetup groups, and find out uh, who's closest to you. I bet you there's one there in, uh, in Vegas. I mean, no doubt about that. So good luck, Jeff, and thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Ron Paul pulling in over 13% of the vote uh, in Nevada today, which is second place. Pretty astounding numbers. Of course, Mitt Romney ended up with like over 50%. There must be a lot of Mormons there in Utah or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which uh, candidate's going to get the nod at this point. It's still... Could anybody's be Paul. game. Anybody's game. Um, could, could be Paul, but it, you know, it, it seems to be between Romney and McCain with uh, Huckabee running for Veep at this point. Well, you know, they're doing Thompson's their day. <laughs> LouRockwell.com on the blog right now. The top blog entry as I speak has a screenshot from Fox News reporting mm-hmm. the results from Nevada, and they leave Ron Paul out. They're the second so blatant. place winners. Yeah, 
They're so blatant. They show Mitt Romney, they show John McCain, and they show Mike Huckabee's totals as though they were first, second, and third place. Only boobs believe that Fox News is news, okay? I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. They're, they're, they don't report news. Let's continue with your phone calls, Don, opinion. in Ohio. Don, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yes, sir. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, about selective law enforcement. Yeah. Let me say this. Um... I know racial profiling goes on. I'm not black, but I've had a lot of friends that have had experience down here. And, and let me say that in some counties, particularly the one I live in, they have a police academy over here in a community college. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they have these satellite. This whole area is dotted with little towns. And for those guys to get certified as police officers and to actually get a job where they're paid, these small communities take them on as unpaid apprentices. Mm -hmm. So what happens is we become the guinea pigs for police officers in training. And a couple of years ago, I had an experience with a couple of them okay. that was real unpleasant. And I've been stopped a number of times, even though I'm a seminary student, and I have been for a number of years mm. pursuing uh, master's programs. I was stopped and told that I was weaving across the road, and all I was trying to do was avoid potholes. Hmm. <laughs> and when I told him that, he really got an attitude and went back to the car, made me sit in my car for 15 minutes while right. he called everybody and anybody. They love that crap. They love to make you sweat it out, to think that they, you know, they're pulling up some information and they've got something on you, or they're, you know, what are they doing back there? They, they love that exactly. tactic. Exactly. And so many people have minor infractions and whatever that they can make just about anybody sweat, even people that have an overdeveloped conscience. <laughs> you know, if these guys were and really it's out there. It's sad that I've seen a lot of selective enforcement. I'm also licensed in two states as a substance abuse counselor. Hmm. And I'll tell you, my whole attitude about chemical addiction has done a 180. I bet it has. You know, the because fact is, go ahead. All I've seen in substance abuse treatment programs is a steadily move toward the punitive area. The whole approach has become police enforcement. Yep. Law enforcement, punishment, felony treatment programs. As, as though people's lives are going to be improved by punishing them and giving them a rap sheet and putting them in a jail cell. It's, it's just outrageous that people this believe... This makes it harder for them to get jobs right. later. More makes, likely for them to stay at it. Right. Keep, keep them depressed by, uh, by impoverishing them and jailing them. I mean, it's outrageous and it's obscene what's going on with this war on drugs. And, Don, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bob in California. Sam in Bowl. Bowling Green, Clarence, your call's all coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is a live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Bulletin board system there, over 300,000 posts. Lots to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. You will find it all, and it's all for free. bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Sound money is under attack. The Liberty Dollar offices were raided by the FBI and the Secret Service on November the 14th, 2007. All of its precious metals, computers, and records were seized. Your help is urgently needed. Go to libertydollar.org, sign up for their updates, register for the lawsuit. 
Don't let the government steal your money and destroy the Liberty Dollar. LibertyDollar.org. 800-259-9231. We go to Bob listening in California. Not really sure to what station. It's a it's a mystery station, and and I always find it interesting and intriguing when we have uh, unknown affiliates out there in America. I don't know if it's a uh, like a, a a licensed station. I don't know if it's a pirate station. But Bob, you're on the air with Free Talk Live. You boys, I've uh, been listening to you a little bit tonight. Uh, Fort, you'll have to excuse me. I'm not doing chores. All right, oh, that's all right. Are you uh, in Alturas? Alturas, California? Likely, yeah. No, no, no. You you know where you are, right? Yeah, likely. Okay, okay. go ahead. Very good. It's go 18 ahead. 18 miles south of Alturas. Got it. Just little trying to figure town. out what station you're on so I can call them and thank them on Monday, but... Uh, little town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, you boys been throwing around that Fourth Amendment pretty yeah. hard. The right to be yeah, free I'm from unreasonable hoping. search and seizure, that one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had a boy that was 17 years old. Took off to go to school one day, and and uh, he was told that if he got another speeding ticket, he's gonna lose his rig. He had a heavy foot. He was late for school and traveling along about 65, 50 mile an hour zone. Mm-hmm. They roll in behind him, put the lights on. Well, he turns down a dirt road going 80 miles an hour. Oh, boy. Duke's a hazard. Going to outrun the cops. <laughs> yeah, bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> they don't bad take kindly decision. to that. Bad decision. Right. So, uh, long story short, they ended up catching him. Of course. Sure they did. And, uh, and he got hit with a Class C felony. They searched his rig. And I imagine he got hit with more than that. Well, well, <laughs> class C felony, and they searched his rig and found a bottle of wine in the trunk from a party a couple of weekends before or mm-hmm. something. And, and so then he was hit with a minor in possession. And, oh, man. And a few things like that, you know. Mm. Here, quit now. And uh, so he called me to bail him out. Right. And... Uh, they hauled his butt to jail and towed his rig and impounded it. He called me to bail him out, and I went down and talked to him and got the story from them. And I said, well, son, you're going to have to sit your butt in jail. He sat in there in the county for, oh, four or five days. And, what was and, he thinking? Uh, uh, what was he thinking running from the cops? I mean, that's You see it on the, TV, it seems like a good it's idea. It's one of the worst ideas. Well... It's one of them deals where, and any, and any, being a junior in high school and studying the Constitution and that, mm-hmm. he threw the Fourth Amendment at him. Mm. Well, you know, he said that's illegal search and seizure, and they he was already under arrest, are, though. You've already performed an illegal activity, so we have probable cause. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So they went through and did that, you know, and, and I guess what I'm trying to point out hmm. is if the dummy had just pulled over when they put the lights on him, right. he'd have got a $127 speeding ticket and had his keys taken away from him for six months. Yep, but you're... no, he's got to make a bad decision. Well, he's 17, you know, <laughs> that's what kids do. Well, you know... 
bad decisions are bad decisions, and they're not relegated to 17-year-olds. That much is we true. We all make them. Sure. Oh, you're more likely to make it at 17. <laughs> Hopefully you'll well, learn from your but, mistakes and but uh, I'm, move on. I'm 54 years old, and every decision I make during the day is not perfect, let me tell you. Indeed, My Bob. My wife will attest to that. Hey, I appreciate your call tonight, sir, and thank you for the story. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if the cops are after you. You pull over. I mean, don't, try not to pull over in the right lane of traffic. Maybe pull off to the side in a shopping center because the cops love to pull you over in the right lane just so they can block everybody else for whatever reason. But pull over and don't run from the cops because it never works to resist the police. It never works. They, they know just, how to handle that. Right. They just come down on on you as hard as possible in that case. By the way, Bob wasn't being evasive when he said that likely he was in uh, uh, Alturas. In <laughs> fact, there is a town 14 miles south of Alturas called Likely, California. That's where he is. <laughs> I, I had to find. I, he said it twice. He doesn't. I, I, so I had to look it up, and sure enough, likely California is where Bob was called. Okay, from. okay, good. Well, I gotta try to try to. Tra- he didn't make that up. Track down the, whatever that radio station is. Uh, thank him for putting the show on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Lost Sam in Bowling Green. Call back. We'll get you on the air shortly. Let's talk to Clarence in uh, Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, Clarence. Hey, it's great to talk to you guys. What's on your mind? Thank you. Uh, well, let me give you a little bit of background. Yeah. Uh, I'm 56 years old. I'm now retired from federal service. Mm. First 10 years of my federal service, three in the Air Force and three in the civil service, I was a federal police officer. Okay. Air Force Security Police. I was in what is now a dying outfit called the Department of Defense Police, which no longer exists at my local installation where I worked. All right, got it. And uh, I've been through the Oklahoma City Police Academy. I've been, I've got, I've had the training. I know right. the ins and outs of law enforcement. You are credible. Go ahead, sir. And uh, the deal that the guy was just talking about, yeah, they, uh, if you if you apprehend someone, you can do a search incident to an apprehension in a vehicle. Sure, you can. Yeah. And not only that, but uh, they, 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 we, we can impound them. Mm-hmm. And then they, they will inven- they will inventory the vehicle. They don't call that a search, but yeah. that's the by they do that under color of law. Sure. But I'll tell you what my problem is, and mm-hmm. I have a problem with my uh, sheriff, local sheriff here, who's setting up these checkpoints. <sighs> that's a dragnet. Yeah, it is. Now, I could see setting up a, I could see setting up a checkpoint if, say, there are criminals loose or somebody, they'll do that and they'll check people. Well, there's I always criminals. They could use the excuse there are always criminals on the loose, so they need checkpoints at all times. Well, uh, don't say there's a specific crime. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming. Like murder. Do that, you sure. know, and that's that's the. But I can't see them setting up the stuff, and they do it, and they're bragging about it. He says we're going to set them up here and there and wherever. Yeah, and what and are you going to do about it? And exactly that. That's. I wrote a letter to my local newspaper, and they would not print it. Oh, jeez. I wrote a letter, and I told them. I said, look. I, I've had the I've had the training. They they taught us, you know, what our bounds were. Now I don't, that was this my 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 experience was thirty years ago. Uh, you know about that. 
But right. uh, they must have changed it somewhere. Oh, yeah. The rules have changed since 9-11. Oh, it sure has. And it, they know it changed before 9-11, Mark. They've been going uh, crazy, just destroying the Fourth Amendment and the rest of the Constitution at bit yeah, by if I bit. I could, if you could hold me over the other side, I'll explain a little bit of it to you. Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Sam's back. We'll get to him. Your calls as well. Ladies first, 800-259-9231. If you make the call, ladies, this is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line live, Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listened to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to Take a look at shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company <clears throat> a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not, not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. We continue here with uh, Clarence on the line in Oklahoma. Actually, excuse me, not Clarence. Uh, it was Don. We've got Don? I believe it's Don. It's Clarence. It's Clarence. Clarence, Clarence you're back with uh, us. Clarence, here, you, uh, uh, you're, you're pl- a trained police officer. You were in the military for a number of years. You were pretty well, outraged. I was in the military for three years and seven years as a civil service. You were uh, pretty outraged by your local sheriff deciding to start doing uh, ch- just unreasonable yes, checkpoints. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, I, uh, I was telling you about the training I had. And they, we didn't have to be sent to the state, you know, if you're a federal police officer. But they did that. That was like a career-enhancing thing. What was it else? That, that you wanted to share something else with us tonight. What was that? Okay. What it was is uh, I sent a letter to the local, the Daily Rag here, mm-hmm. and uh, they wouldn't print it. And I'd read an article about the local sheriff, and I'd met the man back in those days when I was a federal police officer. I met the, and he was the chief of police of Little Burg out east of here before he ran for sheriff and got elected. And uh, he's going to set up these deal, and he's just saying we're going to set more of these up, just these just checkpoints, right? To stop people. I wrote them, and I told them, look, I, that, one thing they did teach us when I went through all that training: police officers aren't lawyers, but they teach you enough law to know how to enforce it. And I'll tell you this. You don't stop people unless you have probable cause. Well, apparently they're doing it anyway, and I think it's... What do you think the reason is the newspaper didn't print that? Do you think that they didn't want to offend the police so they could get comments on stories in the future? That's what I see happening, is a lot of news media agencies are very afraid of criticizing the police uh, for fear that the police will just shut them off and not give them uh, you know, information on stories anymore. Well, that, that's possibly part of it. And possibly, of course, we have. I have a. You want to talk about a neocon newspaper? These, these people are the world's worst. You wow, know? that's a that's a little uh, unusual. So this paper has been rated the worst in the country by the Columbia Journalism Review. Mm-hmm. You know, for well, a major city. That explains that they're just defending the police state. Hey, one more thing before we let you go. How do you feel about the war on drugs? 
Uh, the, oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked me about that. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we could be doing better things. I could have been doing better things. Yeah, like going after cr- real criminals that are actually hurting Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Have you, you know, have you uh, joined? The only reason that, that that they outlawed the drugs that are outlawed under those schedules is because Big Pharma's been around a lot longer than just now. They've been around since the last century. And they don't want any kind of, uh, you know, what do you call it, uh, competition. Here's one and more thing for you, Clarence. Are you, have you heard of uh, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition? No, I haven't. I highly recommend that you as a uh, former law enforcement officer that take a look into uh, law enforcement against prohibition. If you've got Internet access, go to leap.cc. Uh, it's leap.cc. It's a great organization, mostly made up of former law enforcement officers. There's a handful of current ones that have, the, have had the courage to join, but it's a, a great organization. They've got speakers that go around speaking out against the war on drugs, and they're really doing some wonderful work reaching out to today's police officers to help them understand this issue. Once Again, that's leap.cc, and thanks for the call and the expertise tonight. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. So many former law enforcement officers are totally reasonable on this issue. They know what the truth is. They know what the story is. They know the war on drugs is crazy, and it needs to end. And so we'd love to see them get involved with Leap. It's a great organization. Let's continue. Uh, Sam is on the line in Bowling Green, listening to WKCT. Hey, Sam, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I mean, please stop me if I if I get a little long-winded, but I, I just wanted to say that there was a quote by a, uh, by a philosopher at Boston College that I've always liked, and he says, "There's only one requirement for you to believe any of the mo- of the 100 most absurd ideas ever hoisted upon mankind. You must have a PhD." <laughs> and, and and the only reason I say that, and it kind of loses credibility, since Ron Paul is the only person campaigning with, who has a PhD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted he has to say a PhD. That, I thought he was an MD. Hmm. I, uh, I, I, I may be wrong, but he's the yeah. only one that's a doctor for sure. He's yeah, the only that's one that true. Hasn't doctored in anything. Um, but I, but but I wanted to say that uh, I, I guess I guess I'm I'm stating some pretty elementary stuff, and you guys have already gone over this. But you know, I've taken an economics class at, at, at in college, and I'm pretty sure the way I understand it is uh, when when somebody markets a product. A competitor comes in, uh, and the way that I, I stay in business uh, when I'm trying to uh, sell a product that someone else has is my price goes down. And then when our prices meet, the quality has to go up, and that's the only way we differentiate. Uh, that's the only way I differentiate myself from the from the competition. Sure. And I'm pretty sure that's what would happen if uh, if you legalize drugs. That's what would have to happen. And the reason, and besides, the reason drugs are uh, the reason drugs are dangerous uh, anyway is because is because uh, is because the law tries to uh, it, it makes it hard for people. People to do business, so there has to be uh, the, the prices have to be higher to make it worth it for the drug dealers, and it has sure. to uh, it, it has to get really awkward and weird. And, and it has, I mean, if if all that were alleviated, if it were if it were legal, it wouldn't happen. And that's why it enrages me every time I see a uh, a, a cop uh, in, in the local newspaper who says, "Oh, we found a hundred thousand dollars worth of worth of marijuana in a storage unit. We made this drug bust." It's like, who cares? Great job! You're just raising the price a little <laughs> bit more and making it a little bit yeah. more dangerous. For the average goofball pothead to go out there and buy a bag. Yeah, you're you're right. creating a market opportunity for some new dealer to step into sure. the old dealer's shoes. When too. the cops pick up a guy, uh, you know, a car thief, the the car thieves, uh, you know, the th- car thievery in town goes down. But when the cops bust, uh, you know, make a big bust on drugs. Drug dealing in town doesn't go down. They just buy more and bring it in, and people pay more for it. Sure. 
Yeah. The the only uh, the only reason I said that quote at first is because I think sometimes that it takes someone really really intelligent to miss uh, to miss something that's very obvious. I don't think and, these uh, politicians. I mean, like you said, most of them don't have uh, don't have education as far as uh, doctorates. Uh, but many of them are educated lawyers, and I don't think a lot of them really are that intelligent on this issue. I think they're just following, they're sticking their finger up in the wind, and they believe that uh, vote. They believe that by being anti-drug is going to get them votes, so they can get into office. I think it doesn't really have much more to do with anything than that. Although some of them are certainly crusaders, anti-drug crusaders, and they're just nuts. So that's really awesome. You guys are talking about this stuff, and, and both subjects, uh, how how cops are, are misusing their power and the drug thing, falls right in line, because sure there's does. only two ways. There's only, there, in, in my estimation, I think I'm stealing this quote from somebody way smarter than me, but there's only two ways to figure out what's right and wrong, and it's, co- uh, excuse me, it's co- it's conscience and cops. And when everyone tries to take away our conscience as being the thing that determines what's right and wrong. The only thing that there is left is for a police state to be created, and that's exactly what's happening from this issue. Yep. Well, it's not just this issue now. Now it's this issue plus immigration plus terrorism. So now it's not just – see, they've created new boogeymen. Uh, it used to be the communists way back in the day. Now uh, now that the communists and, and socialists and fascists are in charge, uh, it's no longer that. But now it's the drug dealers and the immigrants and the terrorists. These are the new boogeymen for Americans to be uh, to be frightened of. And give up your freedoms, American. Will Americans will protect you from these evil boogeymen. And that's what the sales pitch is. And it's just amazing how many of these, uh, these Americans uh, – citizens are out there just falling right in line and saying, oh, yes, officer, we'll do whatever you demand of us. It's just sick. Can I, uh, can I ask you guys a, a quick question and yeah. I'll leave? My, my girlfriend has the, uh, has the opinion, just like one of your previous callers had. She says, you know, I don't do anything wrong. I don't ha-, and, and she is. She's a perfect young lady, mm-hmm. and she has nothing to worry about. So if a cop were to come over and search her house, she'd say, yeah, search my house. Yeah. But I, I want to scream and say, no, you know, that's not, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, you're not supposed to be I don't know. You're not supposed to be bugged to death by these people. It doesn't matter if you're doing anything right or wrong or not. What happens, here's what I would say, is what happens when they decide to criminalize something that she does? Or what if there's a medication in her medicine cabinet that's out of date? That's a crime. Or got the wrong name on it or something like that. She borrowed some of mom's medicine. There you go. You've got an instant conviction. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there. Completely free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Join the program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You know we give you all the stuff on the website for free, so this is above and beyond all that. This is if you want to help us get on more radio stations around the country, spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible, uh, and get some perks for yourself, including the amp-only call-in line, chat room, and forum. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, we go to David in Indiana, listening uh, pretty far, uh, I guess, DXing uh, WTKG in Grand Rapids. Hello, David. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, not much. Hey, uh, you know, your last couple callers, uh, you know, they're right. We are living in in a uh, quasi-police state. I mean, posse comitatus has been pretty much eradicated. You know, when you're using the NSA, the CIA to 
spy on American citizens, political groups, church groups. Right, and they were never like ever meant to be turned on the inside of the country. They were meant to spy outward. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. I mean, we that's why we have the, the FBI and local police agencies. That's their job is to take care of uh, domestic problems. And Posse uh, Comitatus is. Uh, totally been eradicated basically mm-hmm. and uh, it was in the constitution uh, and it has been overlooked so but the reason why i called was the uh you guys talk a lot about consumer choice kind yeah. of uh, dictating the free market's whims um you, this latest thing with the statins and the the fact that uh, we've been misled basically by the drug companies uh <laughs> Uh, with all this heart and anti-cholesterol medication, basically, they withheld the studies for, what, two years, saying that they basically did, didn't do anything for you or actually increased your chance for uh, a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's, that's my big worry, is that the free market is free to uh, not only let the customer make choices, but also make choices based on information that the market provides the, the, the consumer. Well, so it's it's difficult we have, to use. We're, we're like sheep, you know what I mean? So you sure. Never place one hundred percent trust and loyalty in the market. Well, you, um, I think you can place um, place more than we currently have. With the, in the case of statin drugs, what we've got is the FDA telling everybody this is okay. With the power and the authority of something close to God, um, you know, I mean, it's the government, right? They say it's good, then it must be good. That's how Americans feel, and. If in in the absence of the uh, of the FDA, which I feel that there's you know it kills more people than it saves, so we oh, yeah. should get rid of it. In the absence of the FDA, there would be organizations like say Consumer Reports or um, you know some other organizations that would pop up that would either give their stamp of approval or not give their stamp of approval yep. to a particular drug um, after you know certain amount of open testing. Americans don't okay, know what this, this testing is, is like. The, is it the, the information that was given to the FDA? Uh, the FDA came straight from the uh, Merck, I do sure, the sure. This is and, and this is a case of the the fox running the hen house. That's not the way a good test should be run. Right, Consumer right. Reports so, so, so would likely do their own tests. And all that have the power to and and the ability and the funding and the laboratory research capabilities to do research on on uh, consumer uh, market uh, drugs for cholesterol. Wait, were you, or, what, uh, was your question? Does Consumer Reports have that? Ability? Yes, they do. And the fact is, you know, Consumer the- Reports puts out a book every single year rating and, uh, and testing drugs. But um, I think that well, they didn't catch this one. Did in they? the absence of the FDA, they would be more responsible. Um, you know, I mean, there would be people would be counting on someone to tell right. them whether or not a drug was safe, and they would likely over want to oversee tests um, that Merck did and that kind of thing. The, the fact is, there's a Consumer demand. Consumer Reports' name would be on the line. There At is- this point, it's the FDA's name on the line. Right there, and they. Don't Maybe care. that needs to happen. Maybe that, that, but but right now that's not happening. No, it's so not it's, happening, and it won't happen until we abolish the FDA completely and well, get the well, government that's out. The, thing. the FDA is at the mercy, and like you said, is a lapdog of the corporations, and pretty much they're not at the, the mercy of anybody. If you're giving me millions right and millions of dollars, I'm not at your mercy. And those uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for each drug that goes through the I FDA, thought it was billions, but whatever. The, the FDA is um, the 
controls all these drug companies, and they decide which ones can put out drugs and which ones can't. They put well, companies based out of business. On information that the drug companies get—that's the thing. It's all about information. Sure. And and, and I know the that information the information that can seep down is all. Sure. The drug companies the are corrupt, the but product. the FDA is far more corrupt. Right. Well, and now also let's also look at the the links between the FDA and the drug companies. The fact is, many of the people on the board of the FDA are actually stockholders or higher ups in many of these drug companies. So there's this incestuous uh, action going on there, where the FDA's board members are They're actually competition part of, out of what's going on. So well, I, with, I agree. I agree. But what's to say that the private consumer group? A watchdog group can't end up with the same type of corruption. Competition, my friend, while. because uh, competition in the marketplace and consumer groups outing other consumer groups as possibly being corrupt. If you've got consumer reports and three other agencies that are doing testing, they're all going to be uh, they're all going to be competing to show why their tests are the most accurate and why they aren't susceptible to influence from these other drug organizations. You know, the that's fact nice, is, if you came across if you came I mean, across that's, information, that's David, David, if you came across information. That showed that Consumer Reports was on the graph that they were taking money from a drug company. That would be huge news. There would be news organizations out there that would want to trumpet that from the rooftops. That would be a huge story. And then Consumer right. Reports it's just another would lose, of doing business. At then the they would lose credibility, and their customers would go over to one of their competitors. So the the marketplace, free market competition, would be what keeps people honest in that way. In a way, if if. If your uh, trust in human nature uh, uh, were to shine through in those circumstances, yes, it would be great. My trust but in human nature is the again, trust in human, human greed. goes to the dollar, the almighty dollar. Right. I trust human greed, and that's how a company that certifies uh, you know, the, the validity of a drug would survive, because they're greedy. They know that they have to be the one that provides the very best information to the public. Otherwise, they're going to be uh, you know, left in the dirt, and the free market has managed to provide us with every good thing that is around you. Your car, your home, the electricity that's in it, all that stuff was provided by the free market. The government has done nothing but stand in the way of it. Well, well, wait a minute here. Now, this is the thing. Now, some of the things that the free market has provided us have not been good for the environment, the, the individual, our health. You can't say that everything we've been surrounded with has been positive. Well, I, can you? Ninety-nine percent of it has. I mean, there may be some. Uh, there may be some products out there that have done some damage, and uh, certainly uh, many of those companies. Have... I mean, the list goes on and on of things. The the coatings that are on our uh, fireproofing on the carpets. Uh, all the, the plastics. The, well, a lot of fireproofing that goes on. A lot of fireproofing is mandated by laws, I mean, sir. Wait, wait. A lot of fireproofing is mandated by laws. Just like you can't remove this tag from your mattress, those mattresses are covered in um, all kinds of chemical repellents. Those repellents, you know, can be bad for you. And those are mandated by the governments that's there to protect you. Well, and right, the fact is, in the free marketplace, David, you don't like have to buy these products. No one's forcing you to purchase these products. So, caveat emptor, buyer beware. If you don't want something flammable, make sure you know what's uh, what's in it and don't put it in your household. I mean, so you're free to choose. You have to do years and years of almost Ph.D. work to surround yourself with items that won't eventually it's ruin not true. your health. Sorry, right, David, you're somehow, wrong about that. Somehow and the United Laboratories, um, you know, which is a underwriter's laboratory, under, excuse me, underwriter's 
laboratories, which is a completely free market certification that people put their electronics through, has managed to make it so that, you know, our space heaters don't set our houses on fire, David. Right, and that's the not... coating and the paint on it might be coated in lead, but they didn't test for that. They only tested the see. We learn set your new house things over time. Here? Why don't you go I mean, for... nothing's going to be perfect. The, the market has to mature, sure. And the first thing we found out about asbestos is that it was fireproofing. Then we find out, oh my God, if you breathe a little pellets, you get cancer. Right. Government doesn't improve and, these and situations. And how much money went into, into the suppression of the information that asbestos was bad for you. Yeah, I mean, and how much money was paid out? out how much money was paid money. out to people who, um, you know, when it was found out? Yeah, and, and those Dick people were was in charge of that company. Are you proposing government regulation? Right. You're talking about the most evil guy in America right now, and what do we want to do? Put him in power to protect us. Uh, but but what happened? The American people obviously didn't do their research. The consumer, the voter, didn't do his research. And what happened? The I information mean, so became so overwhelming, the courts had to see it, and they gave money to the people that were harmed. They were made whole. Right. There's only two choices here, David. You either have government bureaucrats bad deciding... Bad things are going to happen, dude. Right. They're going to happen oh, no I'm matter what. I'm not saying that bad things aren't going to happen, but, but I mean... And the only way to make recompense for that is money. And, and that's the court system. Yeah, you got two choices, dude. It's either a government bureaucrats regulate and micromanage every aspect of your lives and your lives and business, or we allow the free market to come up with alter voluntary alternatives. Yeah. There's no I, in between. I agree with you guys. The government's job is not to save us from ourselves; it is to protect us. But they from, don't do from, that. They protect the industry interests, sir. Government never protects you. It only protects itself and its politically connected buddies. Sorry to rain on your parade. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, we are out of time. It has been the Saturday edition of the show. We'll be returning. Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hope you have a great weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.